breaking the cycle of anxiety, worry, and stress. It doesn't actually matter which order you put those in. Um, so what we need to do is clarify exactly what we mean by these things. Uh, and and I, I've done that individually over the course of the month because this has been the uh, topic of the month. Um, so let's start off with stress. Stress is a physiological response. It's your body's response to an event or a series of events or a state of being that the mind perceives to brain perceives to be a challenge and so that is uh, that's your body responding you you don't actually get a look in just to give you an idea of how quickly that happens recent study on a monkey there's a, a stimulus something that the monkey can see that the monkey feels anxiety and stress from and generally speaking what it can see is neutral so it sees all of these neutral things and then it sees the stressful thing neuroscience has got to the stage where they can actually monitor the single neuron axon pathway so that's like a single wire in a very very complex structure that they can discover which path the stimulus takes under different circumstances. So it's like a switch. Here's the scary stimulus and there's the not scary stimulus. And the amount of time that it takes from the stimulus hitting the monkey's eye, so the scary thing becomes available to the monkey, um, it, it, its image becomes available on the retina, to the point at which the monkey has chosen the scary path is 13 milliseconds. That's a hundredth of a second. So if you've ever found yourself acting out, uh, that's exactly what happens. What's happened is your body's taken over and it's responding to a stimulus and that happens in a hundredth of a second. So that's stress. Stress is happening to us all the time when we encounter anything that we perceive to be a challenge. And it's not ju necessarily just scary things, it's any, any other sort of challenge. Then we've got worry, and I have extended the, the definition of worry. Really, worry is about the intensity of the thoughts. So for example, do, do I have enough money to do something? So there's a worry that is very common. And so that might be repetitive, constant, constant, constant. But if it's not, capturing our attention it's actually not all that much of a problem is it so the thing that distinguishes worry from just you know run-of-the-mill thoughts is that intensity and the way that I define thought and emotion when I explain how thought and emotion differs at a really important level there's t I've just explained those two elements one of them's duration so the thought might go on for a long time and the other's intensity and intensity is down to how much of your attention it grabs so uh, a worry by definition has your attention 
so it's it's about the intensity of the thought rather than the 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 fact that it's there a lot or that it goes on and on and on and so then we have anxiety and you know generally speaking that's de defined as fear of the future it, it's most uncomfortable when it's chronic so chronic anxiety chronic stress are not unusual experiences in the modern world and that is really the 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 area of concern um and quite possibly it's right to be stressed and anxious in certain situations you know let's say i'm 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 going to meet a difficult person uh, i'll be stressed and anxious about meeting the difficult person but there'll be positive elements to that because what what it does mean is i'll be on my um on top form to to encounter them so now the thing is is these three elements of our experience emotion physiological responses the body's responses emotion which is only it only exists if we notice it yeah so if you don't notice the emotion it's not an emotion you can't describe it <clears throat> and thought and thought varies from one person to to another as i explained the other day on one of the courses thought can be for example verbal uh, a narrative in in the mind often repetitive or it can be visual and symbolic and and sometimes it, it isn't a, a voice it's the sense of something so for example if you're thinking about the difficult person what you're actually doing is experiencing everything that you experience when you're with the difficult person so that that is referred to as thought by those people that experience that and don't have the narrative most of us however have a narrative uh, a chatter in in the mind <clears throat> okay so now these all they're all part of the same system there's no real separation uh, i kind of allude to that in the description um they're there, there have been a number of studies that have been done that prove beyond doubt that you, know, you, you can become anxious as a result of uh, physical stress. You can become worried as a result of physical stress. You can become worried as a result of emotion and so on and so forth. So how do we work with this tangled web of thoughts and physiological responses and emotions? And the answer is, is there's only ever one answer, which is to become aware of it and become experts, ideally, on observing it, witnessing it, and being able to focus, move our focus from one element to another. And that's basically what meditation is. So another definition that I reconstructed the other day, it seems, is that meditation is we're training our focus of our awareness to become familiar and comfortable with the mind.
because every every meditation that's really a meditation is all about focus it's about focusing our single awareness on some experience of the present moment might be internal might be external the buddhists refer to this at these as phenomena so a phenomena is something that you're aware of and your awareness is what is aware of the phenomena so so there we are we've got these phenomena and and they're internal phenomena although clearly they're triggered by something external one of the things i've noticed over the years is if i speak to people uh, you know let's say i've got a student that's stressed for example and i ask them to describe it they tell me about the source of their stress so this person place thing experience job whatever it might happen to be that is causing me to feel like this think like this respond this way and that that undoubtedly is is the case but the response to this the most useful response for our happiness is to respond to the internal consequences of things that are happening outside the reason for that is because let's say okay uh, let's say one is scared of all animals you get to know a kitten uh, you know that's probably the best place to start if you're frightened of animals uh, so you start off with a kitten and the kitten grows into a cat and that's fine so you, you're happy with cats right then you you know there's still dogs to deal with and then there's still you know tigers and there's llamas and there's who can be apparently very vicious and so on and so forth and so your your life would be one of continually getting comfortable with external sources of stress and worry and anxiety if it isn't a universal response then quite possibly you know by the time you get round to being able to cuddle a llama you're frightened of cats again so d dealing with what's happening out there is not as useful as dealing with what's happening in here and using our focus as a way of being aware of our internal processes and then being able to use them because we can actually use them to work together to improve our happiness and that's what I'm going to do today and I'm going to do it in a meditation so if you just want to get yourselves comfortable we begin by focusing our attention on an external phenomena which is the sound of the bell and we're able to notice the sound of the bell moving through time so just staying with the sound as it moves through time 
brings us into the present moment. We become aware of it. And we can become aware of our body. So we'll be able to work with all of these three phenomena thought, emotion, physiological responses. Becoming aware of the body is a light experience. We're not deeply focused on any one part of the body. We're just allowing ourselves to notice it in the present moment. And the best way to extend the focus of the present moment from the sound of the bell to the body is to focus on the breath. Just noticing the movement of the breath rising and falling. So while we're aware of the breath, we're present. It's a sanity check for the present moment. Am I here? Am I present? Experiencing mindfulness. The way to check is to notice the breath. And the other thing that we can check in with is whatever tension there is. Whatever tightness there is. And we can release that tightness by focusing our attention on the out-breath while we're aware of wherever in the body there is tightness. So we're inviting, it's an invitation, we're inviting our body to bring to our awareness where there's tension. So let's say it's the back and sides of the neck. Two things that we do. One is we bring our attention to the back and sides of the neck and we notice the out breath. 
So noticing the out-breath. As we're aware of wherever there is tension. And we probably need a few out-breaths with that. And then just allow the mind to bring our attention to wherever else there's some tension and stress. Letting the body and the mind choose and it will move from one part of the body to the other and as we do that we can adopt an open balanced and relaxed posture so assuming you're sitting just moving your elbows to the side you'll adopt a more relaxed posture, the body will relax. Balancing your head as comfortably as possible on top of the spine again You will become more relaxed. You'll notice a release in tension. If there's tension or stress in the face, placing the tongue up against the back of the top teeth, gently in contact with the sharp part of the bottom teeth, will help you to release tension in the jaw and hence in the rest of the face. So the out-breath is helping you to release the tension, the tightness, the pressure and the stress as you gently scan through the body.
So now bring to mind a special place. It's just by a lake where the lake meets the forest. This is a distinctly human environment. So if you're not a visual person, don't worry about the details of the visualization. Instead worry about, well don't worry about it, but instead focus on the sense of the experience of being seated by the lake however it feels to you. And so you're sitting in a little mossy pad between the roots of the tree. The tree is conveniently supporting your back, as some trees do. It's a sunny day. The lake's quite still, the occasional ripple. From the birds, or the fish, or the gentle touch of insects. There's a breeze. And the leaves and branches from the trees are waving in the breeze. And the clouds are moving across the sky. And you're sitting in the, almost in the center of this experience as it unfolds around you. And you're still aware of your breath rising and falling. Checking in with the body again. Any tension, gently release it. as you breathe out. Checking in with the posture, maintaining the posture. And now bring your attention to the space between the eyes. This is a neutral experience. We're able to notice that space and for most of us it's either a positive experience because it's calming 
or it's just a neutral experience, a bit like the breath. We can't distinguish between good and bad breaths. So the breath is neutral, bringing our attention to the space between the eyes. Space between the eyes is neutral. We are still noticing the breath and the posture and the gentle relaxation. As you notice the space between the eyes. Now, there's a point in space with almost everybody which we can usually choose, select, indicate that is the center of our awareness. It's the place where in my body where I am. This is the observer of everything. So we're noticing the space between the eyes, but the we that's noticing it, where is that? What we're going to do is choose its position. So just behind the eyes, just above the eyes and between them, This is if you point at your temple on both sides of your head. And there's a line in between the points where your fingers are in contact. And that's just above the eyes, right in the center. That's where we've chosen to position ourselves, our awareness. And from that position, which I call the inner eye, we continue to notice the space between the eyes, which I call the third eye. These have no spiritual relevance the way that I teach them. They're just names. Still aware of the breath. still aware of the body, still releasing tension, sitting underneath the tree by the forest lake. As the leaves and branches move, the water fowl move, the fish jump, ripples move across the lake, 
the clouds move across the sky. Their reflections move across the lake. And there we are sitting at the centre of it. Our awareness at the point of the inner eye, just behind the eyes, in the middle, just above them. Our attention focused on the third eye, which is the space between the eyes. Gently releasing whatever tension arises as we do this. And as we do this, thoughts may arise. If a thought arises, we allow ourselves to become aware of it in the same way that we're aware of the tension. But we only notice the thoughts as we breathe out. still situated at the inner eye, still observing the third eye, still noticing the breath rising and falling. Still noticing the tension drift out of the body. Still noticing the thoughts. as we breathe out. So the out-breath we're aware of the body relaxing and we're aware of thought And then whichever feelings there are, whatever emotions arise. We also allow ourselves to be aware of that as we breathe out. still located at the inner eye, 
still aware of the third eye. Noticing thoughts, noticing feelings, noticing any tension in the body as we breathe out. While we're sitting by the lake, the cycle of life unfolding around us. Belly rising, belly falling. Out breath carrying away tension. It's carrying away thoughts. It's carrying away whichever feelings arise. Gentle ripples in the lake. Gentle breeze on the face. Releasing whatever tension there is on the out breath. Gently. softly Noticing the breath rising and falling. Releasing whatever tension there is, wherever it is in the body. Just allowing the mind 
to find that tension. Still situated at the inner eye. This is where we're witnessing this experience from. It's where we're noticing it happening from. We're just noticing the breath. And notice the senses in the body, the feeling in the body. The feeling of being seated, of being pushed into the ground. Whatever sounds there are. Still focused on the breath rising and falling as we gently allow ourselves to become aware of being seated here now and not in the forest. It's a gentle transition back to now. Back to the belly rising and falling. back to the body and back to the present moment but maintain your awareness from here from the inner eye there's no there's no need to move it if you've managed to bring your uh, sense of sensing your experience from there, there's no need to move it away. And this is something that you can do during the day. So I, I mentioned in the description that this is largely for experienced meditators, but it depends on the individual. So bringing your attention to noticing the sensation, which, which is, is devoid of sensation, largely the space between the eyes. Just noticing that is a useful exercise. But equally useful, if not more useful, is to locate yourself at, at, at the inner eye. And then what we're doing is we're actually working, and in that practice, we're working with all of those who noticed, may have noticed four things. We're noticing physiology, the body, the tension, the stress. We're noticing emotions. We're releasing the stress. We're releasing the emotions. We're noticing thought and releasing thought. And you notice that the thoughts don't hang around; they don't become tend, don't tend to become um, intense. So keeping your awareness here that helps to keep thought light. And we're also aware of the awareness that's aware of all of these. We're not aware of it in that we can perceive it, but we're recognizing it as a reality. And that process brings us a lot closer to becoming familiar and comfortable with the mind. Okay, so that's 
breaking the cycle of worry, anxiety and stress, a way. And the, the visualization, the sense of, of being in that place, that's quite important uh, to this. It, 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 it helps it works better because we're separating ourselves from whatever negative associations there are in our environment and we're able to work with these internal phenomena more effectively.